Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today we're talking about suffering versus sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, episode number 47. We are so excited to talk about suffering versus sacrifice. I want to kick off this episode by defining these two terms so that we can go on and differentiate between the two and how to tell whether you are suffering or sacrificing something and whether or not you should view something as suffering or just sacrifice. Let's kick this off with suffering. Suffering is to experience or be subjected to something bad or unpleasant, or it's the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. Sacrifice is the act of giving up something that you want to keep, especially in order to get or do something else or to help someone. Now, I look at that definition of sacrifice and I see instant versus delayed gratification because you're giving something up immediately for something later on. And giving up something that you like or want. For something else that you want. For something else that you want. That's my... Or for somebody else. Or for, Yeah, yeah. Fair. Now, in the context that we're talking about, we're going to kind of delete helping someone because we're talking about you and your goals and your journey and Mm -hmm. are you suffering or are you sacrificing? So let's talk a little bit about suffering and then we'll go into sacrifice. Okay. I think that mindset is everything when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you have to kind of determine what actions can you take that you consider acceptable sacrifice and not suffering. Okay. I think oftentimes yeah. we refer to things as suffering and really it should be viewed as sacrificing. So a little background on this, right? Mm-hmm. Nicole posted a IG post mm-hmm. that Nicole, what was the post? I basically had been talking. So the backstory is I, I talk to clients about this all the time. And I was talking to a few of my clients one day, maybe a week or so ago. I can't remember when I posted it. And we got into this big discussion about can you create sacrifice in your life around your fitness goals without suffering or suffering kind of an inevitable part of the sacrifices that you make for your health and wellness goals. It became a big discussion, so big that everyone in the gym got involved, the front desk crew, the cleaning crew. (laughs) We were talking about it all day long. And I found it really interesting and empowering from a coaching standpoint, all the different kind of mindset, you talk about mindset, shifts in how people viewed what a sacrifice was for the health and wellness goals and what they were willing to sacrifice versus what suffering actually is to them. So I think it's really individual and it is how you view it that makes something viewed as you're creating a sacrifice for good, or it's something that you're actually suffering. And and how how do you decide, I guess, whether you're willing to suffer for a specific sacrifice or suffer at all. Like, do you even need to? So my post on Instagram was just posing the question, like, what are your thoughts? And I got 
so many interesting DMs. I very rarely get like interaction on the actual posts that I make with questions like that because it's pretty deep. And I think it's also very personal. But my text messages and my DMs just literally blew up. And I was having these incredible conversations with people. And if y'all by now that are listening know me, know that I absolutely love these topics and I could talk for hours and hours and hours. So a lot of people ask that this be a, one of our podcast episodes. Nicole just went Southern on us. I'm sorry, but you said background. There. You went from carbohydrates to y'all. <laughs> All right. So oh. now the question that I guess you and I had discussed earlier is, you know, when you're doing certain things, are you suffering? Right. So you brought up my bodybuilding, mm-hmm. right. Or your competitive journey as well, yeah. or your dancing journey. Yeah. Right. So at what point do you feel like you suffered? See, now here's how I view this. I view suffering as something that I hated to do. When I was dancing and I started to not love to dance, which did happen when I started getting injured and I I really couldn't dance the way I wanted to. That to me was a form of suffering. I couldn't do how I, I couldn't do it the way I wanted to. I felt like I was being held back. It wasn't fun anymore. I view suffering as something that isn't fun anymore. I think to some extent, the Stairmaster is suffering. <laughs> that is de- <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you why, because I think to my last competition and I think of the deadline that I had and I was behind schedule. Well, right. So I had to endure a lot more than I had anticipated mm-hmm. to be show ready. Like I went right. to my buddy who would look at me. I didn't have a coach. I coached myself. And I went to my buddy for a second eye and he said, listen, he's like, you're behind schedule. You're five weeks out. You can make this happen, but you're going to have to sacrifice a lot right now. And there's going to be some suffering. So it was okay. Well, great. Now I am behind schedule. So I'm going to do an hour and a half of cardio every day. And I cut my calories down pretty low for a short period of time. Very, very Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. I got there. I got on stage. It wasn't the ideal way that I wanted to get on stage because I had lost some muscle because I rushed it. Right. And I suffered. I felt like I was suffering. Yeah, it was hard. It was stressful. I went to see him one day and I was like, all right, like a few weeks after that. And I was like, how do I look? And he goes, hey, man, like you got to get your stress under control because I can see your body changing. You know, it's amazing when you are that Mm -hmm. lean and that dialed in that every hormone change. Oh, yeah. You can see, and this was the beauty. This is why I got into nutrition because I got, Mm -hmm. you know, the beauty of the hormones and the nutrients and nutrient partitioning, right? And all those aspects of, of the fitness journey that I was going through that I can see all of the little changes. So he would be like your cortisol, like your body changed from the beginning of me looking at you to 10 minutes later, Mm -hmm. like night and day. And he's like, you got to get your stress under control. But this is my whole point of suffering, right? Did you actually have to suffer to do that? Or could you have, this was my point in my post, slowed things down, maybe not done that show, not suffered as much, continue to make the sacrifices and stretch that out so you could have got to the same place, but without having to do it that way. And this is my point about with clients, the slow and steady approach without that type of aggressive, quote unquote, suffering, that doesn't mean you can't do it. Well, because here's the thing is when you're viewing that as suffering or when you're doing that, and we're going to talk about this in a in a minute Mm -hmm. when we're going to talk about the root of suffering. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you are 
doing it for that end date. And let's say you're a little behind schedule. Let's say you have a wedding, right? right? And you're like, oh shit, I'm behind schedule, right? And then you start to suffer through the process. Like when you view an end date and a timeline outcome, yeah. you may set yourself up for some suffering versus thinking like, okay, well, this is the lifestyle, right? And then you right. start and then you start to look at, okay, well, what do I enjoy about this process because I'm making it a lifestyle change? Right. And that's my point. I'm not saying one versus the other is right or wrong. I basically am just pointing out that depending on the person, the client, depending on their lifestyle and what they're going through, sometimes that suffering is so miserable, it may not be worth it. And for someone like you who wanted to achieve that goal and hit that timeline, it may be totally doable. Again, depends on the person and what you're willing to really put into it. When I was younger, I was willing to do anything. I would I suffered through dance. I suffered through my bikini shows. I didn't even question it. I was willing to throw all in. I'm going to put it like this, right? Like for a competitive sport, I do think that there is some level of suffering mm -hmm. where you just you have to endure it. Right. For example, right. if I'm in the gym and I didn't want to do like lunges after doing squats when I was tired <laughs> and I had a long day. Right. Because I was doing my cardio in the morning. And then I was coming back at night and I was hitting my lifts. There were certain exercises or one more rep or one more set that I do right. feel like I genuinely was like, man, I'm suffering through this now. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to like first world problems here. I don't want to talk about, you <laughs> yes. know, there are Not people that type of suffering. in the world suffering in different ways. But yes, I do believe that I suffered through it. But I think if you're suffering through the entire journey yes. and you're just hating everything about it, yes. you need to reevaluate your priorities. And this is my whole point for our listeners is if you are a client and you are making choices as to the type of weight loss outcome that you're looking for, the timeline of that outcome, these are the things that are really important to look at. It shouldn't be so miserable that you're suffering through it to the point where you can't keep it sustainable, which is something we talk about and learn long-term change. So just finding a balance between maybe suffering a little bit and maybe some people can tolerate a little versus a lot, but who are you? This is what I talk to my clients about. Who are you and how do you fit into that realm? Like how much suffering can you really legitimately tolerate? We talk well, about I a stress at, cup. I look at it this way, right? If you're like, there's some level of pushing yourself through a workout where I think you're going to suffer a bit. Yeah. But if you're outside of the gym and you're talking about uh, prioritizing certain things that you have to prioritize, that's sacrifice. That's not suffering. Right. So that should be viewed in that way. Yeah. Now, a lot of suffering from that standpoint is, and I'll reference the quote that we have, the root of suffering is attachment. And that's a quote from Siddhartha Gautama, Buddha. That is attachment in the sense that we're talking about it. I look at that as attachment to a weight loss outcome, mm -hmm. a specific weight that you want to hit and you're attached to that rather than the journey, right. right? You should not be suffering through the journey because all you're thinking about is that weight loss outcome, the timeline and hitting a certain deadline. Because if you're looking at lifestyle change and you want to maintain that for life, you should not be suffering through that and trying to hit a deadline mm -hmm. and trying to get to an end point. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and oftentimes, I think that part of the reason why people suffer is because they don't trust the process will get them there. A hundred percent. And so, not only do they not trust the process, they don't trust themselves that if they complete the process or that they can actually complete the process. Now, I, 
I'll put first and foremost, the process never ends. You're always building and growing and changing and shaping mm -hmm. your fitness, right? But you have to trust that you are capable. You also have to trust that you're deserving of that goal. Mm -hmm. And you have to trust that what you are doing is going to get you where you need to go. And if it doesn't, that it's not that big of a deal. You just have to make the correction and the adjustment. If you are doing yeah. your due diligence, you're doing the research, you're learning about your body, you're listening to the Eat Right Nutrition podcast, <laughs> and you're learning about how to get into a calorie deficit or carb cycle or calorie cycle or whatever the tools are that you need that we teach you here, right? Mm -hmm. Then you should trust the process and just go. It's not like you're going into it blindly, yeah. but you're going to suffer if you don't trust the process because then you're going to start to think, well, why the fuck am I doing this anyway? And that attachment piece is the root of suffering is attachment is a huge piece too. If you get on the scale every time and you're attached to a specific number that it has to be every week, you suffer through if the number doesn't read the way you want it to read or. And now the whole day's ruined and everything is literally everything falls apart. And this is the reason why this conversation comes up in sessions with clients is because I always bring this to their attention. I'm like, this is the reason why everything in your day is like falls apart is because you are attached to this has to be this way because I did A, B, C, and D. This is another post that I posted on my page on Instagram. You have to try. It, it may never, it, it can be a little bit of the outcome that you wanted it to be. And then you pivot, learn, change, grow, make a different, you know, we make different recommendations each time clients come in based on how the weeks go, but everybody's so fast forwarding to like the eight week mark in their program. And we're only on the third week. I'm like, whoa, whoa slow down. We're, we're here. Don't get so far ahead of yourself that I can't, we, I can't get you focused on the right now. You have to be like a dog and live in the moment. <laughs> what I will say is if I had to change that for our context, change the root of suffering is attachment. I think it would be the root of suffering is attachment to outcomes. Yeah. And it's not about the outcome. I think that it's okay to be attached to the process and the consistency of the things that you do each and every day to get there and really just focus and hone in on those and stop thinking about the outcome. Stop being attached to the outcome. Enjoy the process of the things that you are doing and the outcome will be there. But if you're just constantly focusing on the outcome, you're suffering through that process. So let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits of going through some level of suffering, because I do think there is some level of acceptable suffering throughout your fitness journey and, and throughout life. Suffering signifies important developmental milestones. And this is where I get into discomfort leads to growth. Yeah, absolutely. Now, physically and mentally. So yep. discomfort in the gym leads to growth. Like if, if you're going through your workouts and you're not uncomfortable going through them, then you know what? You're not working. You're probably hard not enough. working so hard enough. There yeah. should be some to grow muscle. You need to be uncomfortable. It needs to burn. It needs to hurt. Right now there are. And I, I think anybody who's lived a life knows this, that growth comes from discomfort personally on a personal level too, right? Anytime that mm -hmm. I've been in uncomfortable situations, that's where I've grown. So, yeah. you know, your journey is going to be somewhat uncomfortable and you're going to suffer a little through that, but there's going to be growth that comes out the other side. Like it's going to be difficult and you need to accept it and embrace the suffering that you're going to be going through throughout this journey 
because you're going to come out on the other end and you're going to be like, all right, beast mode. Fuck. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you learn something, even you're if you're going to get something out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, put yourself lean into discomfort. And this is something that uh, in the past few years in other areas of my life, I think I've always like with fitness, I've always leaned into discomfort like it's got to yeah. suck. But uh, in life, too, you can transition that from one area of your life into another like okay well i know what it's like to be uncomfortable in this area of my life now i'm going to take that into my fitness or mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like you go to college and you you kind of suffer a little through that and you have to go through the motions and you have to do what you have to do you lose you lose sleep you lose whatever like you make the sacrifices too which we'll get into in a moment you know there is some level of suffering and then at the end you graduate and you know there's growth you're a different person when you get out of yeah out of school yep you know, partly because of some of your experiences, but also partly because of all the things that you went through that have shaped you as an individual now. Yeah. I just wish that more of our listeners or clients could view their fitness journey that way. Like I feel like because they're just so focused on weight loss or getting to a number on the scale, they don't look at it in a big picture kind of way like that. Like everything that I'm doing day to day, the habit change that Nicole and Dorona are asking me to accomplish, the the getting up early to go to the gym, all the things that I'm putting energy into this. Like I've heard clients say, I don't really know if this is worth it. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to crawl into your brain and flip the switch because it's so worth it. Even if you learn that you want to do it a different way, that's part of the process of and growth in terms of developing the lifestyle, the fitness journey, the goals that you may want to foster. Well, this is also a piece that's bigger than your fitness, right? The, yeah. the, the development as you and shaping yourself as an individual. And this is where I always talk about the, the, your fitness and your nutrition is not separate from your life. It's all right. integrated as one. So if you grow through this process and you hit those milestones, you're going to grow in other areas of your life as well. And you have to look at it as a big picture, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering through this in this area of my life, but I'm going to benefit in other areas as well. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I want to get into is it's a humbling process and it fosters humility. When you first go into your exercise and your fitness journey, you suck at it. You may suck at it, right? But mm -hmm. it's the, the thing I love is sometimes I love sucking at stuff. Right. Yeah, because, and you know, you can get better at it. I, I give the yeah. So I give the example of like my snowboarding journey and like me falling on my face and on my ass several <laughs> times and I sucked at it. But it, as you get better and better at it, it's like, oh, OK, cool. Like and it's very it's a very humbling process because, you know, yeah. you go from you doing one thing like Nicole, I'm sure like you went through dancing. And then when you stopped dancing, you were like, OK, well, I'm going to go into competing in a bikini and like you don't know anything about it. And it's, it's a humbling process for you. Listen, you want to talk about humbling? I was a ballerina in an Olympic Olympic lifting course that I wanted to take because I wanted to learn how to do like cleans and jerks and all this stuff. And first of all, it was the, I, it was me and one other girl and like 50 men, <laughs> which is always intimidating in itself. And I was a ballerina. So the other girl was at least a little more fit. I was like 115 pounds soaking wet and I had no idea what I was doing and talk about humbling and a little embarrassing. But the, the best part about great teachers though, I will say is I had a female lifter that pulled me aside and she showed me everything. I said, I want to learn. Like, this is what I, I'm here to do. So if you focus on that learning part, I learned so much and I left there so excited to want to 
you know, I mean, obviously this was a long time ago, but. And to your point, that's where the next point that I was going to get into is the social union piece, right? Yeah. So, you know, suffering through something and, you know, kind of pushing yourself through that and you start to socialize with people that are going through the same thing that are, that you're going through yeah. and it creates this kind of union, this bond. Yeah. You know, like bodybuilding to me was a, it's like a brotherhood of like, Hey, we're doing this together and we're pushing each other. Yeah. That I made some of my, some of my bestest friends that I have now I made when, and I was 40 when I did my first bikini show and I made some of the most amazing friends in my, I did like a group program with the coach, the coach that I had ran like group posing classes. Oh my God. We had so much fun. And you guys were all and you we were all in it together and yep. doing everything. We had together. group text messages and joking around and just help pushing people through and, you know, being silly and, and that it social it, connection. Yeah. It makes it all worth it. It's so fun. But that's what I mean by suffering. If suffering is done that way, it's it's suffering, but it's not as bad. If I was doing that all by myself, it would have been much harder. And I Definitely didn't want to quit as much when I knew that there was other people going through it with me. <laughs> but this is also why from um, with our listeners and our clients, and you don't have the support system or someone going through it with you or a coach to help you get through those difficult times. It definitely can be a little more challenging. So, Well, you're also going to be more successful if you surround with yourself with people doing the same thing. Yeah, that much we know. Now, the last thing I want to get into is the I what I think is the most important piece to this is that it provides meaning and purpose. And with that, I think I didn't get this far to stop type of mentality. It kind of keeps you moving forward mm -hmm. and gives it meaning like, OK, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to push further. But on the other side of that, when I, when all is said and done, like, Nicole, have you ever had a situation in your life where and this is where like the discomfort, right? Like those milestones that we talked about where you're just super uncomfortable and then you come out of that time in your life mm -hmm. and you're like, man, I really like suffered through that. But look at me now. Yeah, that was my whole purpose of the post. When I look back at my 20s and 30s and I look at the level of suffering that I went through then, I would not have I definitely would not have had the confidence to do a bikini competition when I turned 40. That's for sure. And I also the big piece to this is that you learn how to suffer differently, I guess, or, or better. Like the suffering in my twenties, I, I really just went through it and you kind of like, hold on for dear life. <laughs> you just push through in my thirties. I was like, okay, hold on. I can do this. I can still suffer. I definitely am going to have to endure some stuff here, but I don't have to do it so blindly. Now I, I can see better and I can do a few things a little bit different. So it's a little less like, ripping the bandaid off, I can do it with a little more ease and grace. And then when I hit 40, I'm like, okay, now not only do I understand what suffering actually is, how hard it can be and how much I can, how I can tweak it and adjust it. Now I can do it in a way that is not only going to make me better, but I actually believe now that I can do it. The meaning and purpose is something that we attach to it later on. Yeah, I think you have to go through it a little bit but like you come out the other end and you're like, all right, like this, you'll something will happen in your yeah. life where you're like, OK, well, like I this is why I went through that, yeah. because now I can handle this. Yeah, I don't think so, you get to that. You got to kind of earn that easy too. you got to go through a little bit. 
All right, so let's get into sacrifice. The biggest piece that I think about when I think sacrifice is sacrificing instant gratification for delayed gratification. And some mm -hmm. people have an issue with viewing sacrifice as suffering, right? Like I'm yes. sacrificing not eating this cookie for hitting my goals, Yeah. right? The cookie is instant gratification. Yeah. The cookie to me is not even a sacrifice because you're just going to feel like shit after you eat it. The delayed gratification is I'm not going to eat the cookie. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to have that gratification when I hit that goal and that milestone that I want to hit. Yeah, right? or I'm, I'm going even to gonna feel be... much better. I'm going to feel better later on. Right. I'm going to even if it's tomorrow, that's what I say to clients all the time. Whatever it is that you're reaching for that you think you need right then, if you just take a step back, have a glass of water and wait till tomorrow, you're going to be so happy that you didn't do it. Now, the piece I'll say about this is that we sacrifice things all the time and we don't even realize it. Like we yeah. sacrifice uh, time with our families to go to work every day. Right. But then on the flip side, we sacrifice our health to go to work every day. A lot of us. Right. Especially in Western culture where it's just work, work, work all day long, mm -hmm. which no you work know, hopefully, balance. hopefully if anything good came out of covid, it's hey, mm -hmm. like you need a little bit more balance. I know for myself it did. And I'm hoping for the rest of everybody. Um, there was also some kind of an impact there. Yeah. But, you know, there are certain things that you are willing to sacrifice for other things. And if you're willing to sacrifice your health for your work, like, why aren't you willing to go vice versa? That's my question to clients all the time. And we talk about it in almost every session, like and from a weekly standpoint, you know, like you ever see um, click with Adam Sandler? Yeah where, you know, he fast forwards through time and then mm -hmm. he was ultra successful and had money, but then at the end didn't have health and didn't yep. have his family. He didn't have. Yep. Right. So like, was his career worth it? That's how mm -hmm. I look at that. And, yeah. you know, I think it's always oh, listen, I haven't been in that place. But, you know, I talk about like if you're in your deathbed, don't die with your goals. Right. And if you're in your deathbed and you look back and you sacrificed for work and it's like, well, what is what did you sacrifice for? Yeah. You know, and now you're dying and now everything that you should have sacrificed for you, it's kind of been reversed. But anyway, mm -hmm. I digress. Let's talk about areas we sacrifice that are beneficial to ourselves. So the areas that we sacrifice that are beneficial to ourselves have a couple of different areas that we focus on. So we have social situations, personal relationships, career, finances, and then our health and wellness. And I kind of correlate these different areas to what we talked about in previous episodes, like our, our primary food groups and primary food groups are the things that we nourish and feed ourselves that have nothing to do with food. And so if you think of sacrificing in these areas that really don't have anything to do with food, except for that health and wellness piece, we do it, like you said, Daron, naturally without thinking, but we tend to have a harder time when it comes to our health and wellness, which is why it's interesting that it's the last one on this list. So if we're entering a social situation, uh, say you're going out to dinner with friends and you have a, a goal in terms of your nutrition strategy, you're going to plan ahead to make sure that that nutrition strategy in that situation is something that you can actually attain. Maybe having one drink instead of three drinks with a personal relationship. Maybe you and your spouse sit down and create a plan for the week where one night he sacrifices staying home home instead of going to the gym so that you can go. Or on a Saturday morning, you both go to the gym and you hire a sitter. For your career, maybe you leave work early one day 
to go to the gym or go grocery shopping. That's something you sacrifice. You leave work early to make sure that your goals towards your health and wellness is set. And then from a finance standpoint, maybe you sacrifice hiring a coach or hiring a trainer or getting your groceries delivered to the house so you don't even have to go grocery shopping. All of these areas we sacrifice in different ways so that in the end, our health and wellness, if we don't have that, then you can't even fulfill your social situations, your personal relationships, your career, and your finances. None of those things exist if you aren't well. And this is where we get into that. It's less of kind of, you know, like we talked about in the past, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs where, you know, all of your needs need to be met and these are all intertwined together and your health and wellness isn't separate from your life. It's all one. Yeah. So we really need to focus on, okay, well, what am I sacrificing for me? Mm -hmm. Right. Or you could be like you mentioned in personal relationships, you could be sacrificing for your significant other, but that could be beneficial Mm -hmm. to you and that relationship or the family structure as a whole. Yeah. So you need to really kind of focus on that. Now, the one thing that I'll say, and I think I'll we'll leave off with that, is that if you're viewing your fitness journey as a state of suffering entirely, then you're not thinking long term. Mm hmm. You can't continue to suffer, but you can sacrifice for longer periods of time. So we need to kind of reevaluate in what areas we are suffering, Mm -hmm. in what areas we are sacrificing, what we are willing to sacrifice, what we are Mm -hmm. willing to suffer for, and then figure out a plan of action based on that. It's just like everything else that we talk about from a coaching standpoint, if these factors are not kind of set up before you plan how much protein intake you're going to get per day or your meals or your workouts, it makes the journey that much more difficult, which is why I talk about it with my clients so powerfully. I try and really set this boundary at the beginning so that later on in the coaching process, I don't have kind of barriers that are going to, or obstacles that will prevent them from moving forward. Cause we already figured this out at the beginning. These are the things that we're going to work on. This is what you're willing to sacrifice, how much suffering you want to put into it. And I think it's just it's just sets a good tone from the client and the coach's standpoint. Now, the other thing that I'll say, and I'll leave this, leave this here. Right. So (laughs) the other piece that I'll say is you don't have to make sacrifices all at once, because then I do think that you will view everything as suffering. Right. You don't have to go zero to 60 and change everything and change every single habit about yourself and your life. You just need to pick one small thing. That small thing could be, Nicole, just like the Instagram post that we did with you talking about habit stacking, right? Yeah. Like, All right. I'm just going to take a multivitamin every day. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you willing, like to the smallest sacrifice that's mm-hmm. going to build into this bigger and bigger thing. And over time, now you're sacrificing greater things, which yeah. don't aren't viewed as that great because you've eased yourself into it. And you've started small and then you've worked your way up. So with that being said, suffering versus sacrifice, I want to know your take on this as a listener. Send us a DM at Eat Right Nutrition. Let us know what your thoughts are on suffering versus sacrifice, what you're willing to sacrifice. Yeah, what your experience might have been. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, share this with a friend and... You'll hear us next week.